The alphabet is a wonderful invention. It simplifies our written language, gives us a way to handle the complexity of communication. I'm speaking from experience. Learning a non-alphabetic language is seriously more difficult. We're learning the alphabet of God's Word. Are you ready for the next lesson? Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here. We're learning to listen to God's Word, to meditate on what it says to us, what it means, and then to pray it back in response to God. If you're new here, I invite you to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast provider. In Season 3, we're praying through the Psalms, and we're praying the longest Psalm 119 in this current time. It's definitely one of those that's harder to pray. Now, why is that? We've already mentioned its length and repetitiveness. In the last episode, we shared what Augustine said about there being a great depth or profoundness here that's hidden under an apparent simplicity or plainness in this poem. This is a wisdom psalm about God's law. It's written as an acrostic in Hebrew. An acrostic is a poem that begins with the letters of the alphabet in order. Hebrew in its alphabet has 22 letters, unlike English, which has 26. And Psalm 119 has 22 sections within it of eight verses each. 22 times 8 is 176. So 176 verses makes Psalm 119 the longest psalm in the Psalter, the longest chapter in the Bible. In fact, it's longer than 10 other entire books of the Bible. Each section or stanza starts every line with the same letter. So the first stanza has the Hebrew letter Aleph eight times. The second stanza has Bet eight times. Third stanza has Gimel eight times. You get the idea. Now we get to the fourth stanza today, which is Dalet. Every line in today's reading begins with Dalit, or what we would think of as a letter D. It's going to be a powerful experience praying stanza four today. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message that we gain in these first 15 minutes to the rest of our life. You can find details of our process at wordofprayer.com. Our path to God And our ongoing walk with God in daily life is sometimes interrupted, put on hold, or we just get turned around. The important thing is to get back on the path. We're going to start by listening to the next eight verses of Psalm 119, verses 25 to 32. Listen now. My soul sticks to the dust. Revive me. By your word. I have declared my ways, and you have heard me. Teach me your statutes. The way of your instructions gives me understanding, so I will meditate on your wonders. My soul sheds tears of grief. Strengthen me by your word. Remove from me the way of lying. May your teaching show grace to me. I have chosen the way of truth. I think upon your judgments. I stick to your testimonies. Yahweh, 
do not put me to shame. I will run in the way of your commands, for you have set my heart free. One way to meditate on scripture is to listen for what gets repeated or stressed multiple times. What did you hear over and over in this stanza today, this section of Psalm 119? One thing that jumped out at me is the I and you. Here's what I mean. I noticed that the prayer poem keeps saying what I am doing or what I will do. I have declared my ways, verse 26. I will meditate on your wonders, verse 27. My soul sheds tears of grief, verse 28. I have chosen the way of truth. I think upon your judgments, verse 30. I stick to your testimonies, verse 31. I will run, verse 32. All of these are actions that are freely chosen by the poet. God doesn't force our obedience. We get to choose. Now the you part is in every line too. Your word, verses 25 and 28, it's repeated twice. Your statutes, verse 26. Your instructions and your wonders, both in verse 27. Your teaching, verse 29. Your judgments, verse 30. Your testimonies, verse 31. Your commands, verse 32. Of course, these are all of those synonyms for God's word that we've mentioned in the two episodes back. There's eight words for God's law or God's teaching, God's word that the psalmist in Psalm 119 uses multiple times, on average about 20 times or more throughout the entire psalm. And so these eight synonyms for God's word or God's law are repeated. But God's word doesn't exist for its own sake. We don't worship the word. And I'm, not, I'm talking about God's written word or even his spoken word. We worship God himself. Now, I'm, I'm aware in John 1, it says the word was with God and the word was God, talking about Jesus Christ. So, of course, we worship Jesus, the word. But if we're thinking about the word as the Bible, we don't worship the Bible. All right. That's called bibliolatry. But we worship God. And so the focus on your word, your commandments, your teachings, your statutes is supposed to direct us to God, the author of his own word or of his statutes and his law. So again, the focus on what I'm going to do, freely chosen actions, and the focus on you or God, who he is, the fact that he reveals himself to us. Here's something else I notice in this stanza. The word way is repeated a lot. In fact, five times that I counted. I looked this up in the Hebrew, and here's what I found. The Hebrew word way is derek. That's D-E-R-E-K, just to transliterate it. It's the same word that was pretty important in Psalm 1. If you go back to the very first episode that we started out with in verse 15, season 1, episode 1. So the way of the righteous versus the way of the wicked, that contrast that's set up in Psalm 1, Derek, is mentioned here in this particular stanza, stanza 4 of Psalm 119. 
But this isn't the first time we've encountered it in Psalm 119. Back in verse 1, in the first stanza, in the very first line, it says, Blessed is the blameless way of those walking in Yahweh's teaching or instruction, his Torah. So not only is it repeated five times in this stanza, it sits at the beginning of each one of those verses in stanza four where it's used. And so in the fourth stanza, or the Dalit stanza, the word derek or way is the lead word five times. It's not like there aren't plenty of other D words in Hebrew that our poet could have used if he was looking for variety, as an example. It's also not a sign of dullness on his part, that they just couldn't come up with anything better. It seems intentional. Why is way so important? Scripture teaches that we are free to choose. God gives us free will. He wants us to choose him and his way, but he doesn't force us. The psalmist is quietly, persistently urging us, choose his way. Final thought to meditate on today. Some people think that God's ways are too restrictive, no fun, or they're numbing. They take the life out of us. Choose God, and there's no way you'll feel fully alive. That's the current thinking in the culture, especially among non-believers. But listen again to how the last four verses build up toward a climax in stanza four. Verse 29, remove from me the way of lying. May your teaching show grace to me. I've chosen the way of truth. I think upon your judgments. I stick to your testimonies. Yahweh, do not put me to shame. I will run in the way of your commands, for you have set my heart free. The psalmist completely trashes the idea that there's no fun or freedom in God. There's a progression here. You need grace to start it. You choose it. You stick to it. Then you run in it, wild and free in the fields of God's grace. The language of delight, joy, and longing is unmistakable in Psalm 119. It leads us to embrace God and his word with our full heart. The more we listen and let our heart be drawn to him, we train our affections in the right direction toward God and his word. And that's what actually becomes our delight. Let's pray together. God, revive us. God, your word revives us. It gives us life again. Thank you for teaching us, for being patient with our failings, showing grace we don't deserve, loving us without limits. I'm sticking with you, God, choosing your ways. Train me in obedience. Give me such confidence in your teachings that I can run wild and free, that I can have true life without regrets. Thank you, God. Amen. We didn't talk about this in the meditation section earlier, but besides the word Derek, 
Another D word in Hebrew that the poet uses in this, in this stanza, twice in fact, to start two different lines, is the Hebrew verb to stick. The first line says it this way, my soul sticks to the dust, which really paints the picture of being dry and lifeless. The seventh line, verse 31, says, I stick to your testimonies. To grow in God's ways, we have to find ways to make his word sticky. One way I have found is to write out one stanza each day, eight verses. I hope you're doing that. And it's not too late to get started or to restart. Just get a journal or notebook and take five to ten minutes to write it out and meditate on the words. Focus on one of the verses that speaks to you. Any of them will work. I recommend the last two, verse 31 or verse 32. Would you like to share the experience of writing out and meditating on the Psalms with a group of like-minded people? If so, check out my Twitter channel at wordofprayer15 or go to the website at wordofprayer.com to get details on how to join in a community experience. I've mentioned that I'm working on the first draft of God's Word, My Delight, my book on Psalm 119. If you would like to be a reader and give comments or feedback, get in touch with me. I encourage you to get a copy of the book, God Help Me Grow, Praying Your Way Through the Psalms on Amazon. There's a link to it in our show notes as well. God's way is spelled out in His Word. Choose His way and stick to it. Blessings.